0: To another episode of The Witching Half Hour, which our producer told us is episode eight, but it may just as well be episode nine. (laughs) Today, I am Colin Ahern, just like yesterday, and I have brought with me a very special guest, Rosalie.
1: Yeah, of course. How are you? I'd love to come on here. It's always a great time.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. (laughs) Uh, What did we watch this week?
1: Cabin in the Woods.
0: Oh, a little bit of a little bit of a cabin in the woods, eh? Um, it was great. I had a good time with it. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really funny.
0: I thought so too. I'll give you a short plot summary because it's been a few days since we watched it. Yeah. <coughs> so it begins in an underground lab laboratory where most cabins exist, and two of the engineers are talking about a ritual um, that's. Uh, seems to be a global one. There's one taking place in Stockholm that's similar, one in Japan. Uh, and they're being kind of cryptic about it. Cryptic about their cryptids. Uh, and they talk a little bit about how they're setting it up. Um, but they don't get into a lot of details. Then we cut dramatically to a bunch of American college students. Dana, Jules, Kurt, who I think is played by... Chris Hemsworth. Thor, yes. Yeah. Thor's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Monsters beware. Uh, Holden McSomething or other and Marty. And Kurt has a, he's like, oh, my cousin got a cabin somehow in the woods. Y'all want to, y'all with the cult? And so they all like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go to this uh, cabin to check it out. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, those guys from the beginning of the movie are talking about how the uh, cabin... They're able to remote control things there, release sort of gas, uh, and intoxicate them. They're not super clear, um, but basically they're just going to drug these students. Um, <coughs> so the people all go. On their way there, they stop for gas at like basically just a shack with two gas pumps. <laughs> One of the characters, Marty, he's this massive stoner. Oh, yeah, I've missed the best part of the movie already. When he shows up, he's smoking (laughs) out of a massive bong in his car, and he gets out, and everyone's like, Marty, what are you doing? You're in the suburbs. You can't do this. And then he condenses the bong down, and it's a coffee cup in disguise.
1: (laughs) That joke went so hard.
0: (laughs) And the whole time, he's like, oh, you gotta see through the fourth, like, he... There's a guy that I think that you and I both know yeah. who we instantly thought yeah. of when we saw him. Some people are just wizards, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so they all end up going. Uh, they see this weird, like, sort of shack with two gas pumps. One guy, Holden, he's a nerd but also a football player. Mm-hmm. Just sort of starts wandering around. And this place is very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, there's fish hooks and just wood. And then a guy shows up, and he's spitting yellow, and he's, like, talking very gross. Um, Marty, again, logo hero, starts talking about how the railroad's going to come in any, any day and revolutionize that little uh, little neck of the woods. No pun intended. From there, uh, they harass this guy for gas a little bit and then go to the cabin.
1: That was the grossest scene in television.
0: Because he was spitting so much yellow. He, he was like one half of his face was like kind of tense.
1: Like it's one thing to spit, but why? What was that?
0: What was the yellow?
1: I I don't even want to know.
0: That was the real monster of the movie. He kept doing it. (laughs) Yeah, there was three or four spit takes. Really makes you think. Um, they get to the cabin, and then in a very evil dead way, the cellar flings open, and they're all like. Better go check it out, because they were playing Truth or Dare. And uh, one girl, um, not Dana. Jules. Jules. uh, She was dared to make out with a taxidermied wolf. That
1: (laughs) that was also disgusting.
0: (laughs) The scene itself was not that entertaining, in my opinion. Watching Rosalie watch the Uh. scene (laughs) was maybe my favorite part of the movie. I've never seen someone physically retch, so... So uh, aggressively at something on t v um but yeah, then Dana gets dared to go check out the creepy cellar, and she's like, "Come on, gang, they all go on, they all go downstairs,
1: which this makes no sense because the point of a dare is that only one person does it,
0: yeah, but the dare maybe just seems so enticing, you know, she double dog dared them yeah. to join her in any case, they get to the cellar and it's just full of cursed objects. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, there's just stuff everywhere that's like, you'd find it in your grandmother's attic. And or in like
1: Colin's room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're like, why do you have a porcelain mask, grandma? <laughs> when will you ever wear this? You find out she was dating the Phantom of the Opera. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of crap they find in this uh, cellar, including the diary of Patience Buckner, which is not the Necronomicon from Evil Dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's different because it's a diary of Patience Buckner, not the Necronomicon. Uh, and she's a person who used to live in this cabin who was abused by her family. And then Dana reads the Necronomicon, I mean, sorry, the diary <laughs> of Patience Buckner and summons, uh, and she's like, oh, Latin. I've always wanted to recant this yeah, aloud.
1: And they emphasize that it's the same because Marty mm-hmm. says, like, this is where I draw the line. Exactly. <laughs> Do not read the Latin, and she does it anyway. Yeah,
0: she reads the ancient Sumerian and then uses the Necronomicon to summon the Kandarian demons. I mean, sorry, she uses the diary and summons the zombified Buckner family. Uh, from there, Hadley, one of the two uh, uh, like research people in the bunker, releases pheromones to make kurt and jules want to have sex uh which they do they are like we need to go outside immediately and hash this out uh while they do so they're getting attacked by zombies which kills the mood quickly Mm -hmm. but there's one beautiful scene where jules is like i don't know where to go it's too dark (laughs) out here and there's moss everywhere and then one guy literally flips a light switch and it's like oh just a beam of light like there beyond the mossy knoll um and the yeah very quickly things fall apart zombies kill the mood that's a classic um while that's happening marty he sits in his bed and he's reading like doctor seuss like his one fish two fish kind of behavior <laughs> and he's like hearing voices in his head that's like i'm going to go take a walk and he's like who's there <laughs> i'm an independent thinker <laughs> and then he's like i have free will i have free will and agency He's like, I think I'm going to go take a walk. Um, Before he goes to the walk, though, he locates in his room surveillance equipment, and he has, like, a Truman Show moment where he's, like, ripping up the wall. He's like, how far does this thing go? Uh, And then before he can reveal this information to everybody, he stands in front of a window for about as long as any human being can before uh, the window shatters and a zombie grabs him through it. And... uh, He kind of, like, skill diffs on the zombie a little bit at the beginning, you know? I forget exactly. I think he just, like, body checks the zombie or something. Yeah. And then he starts running off. And then, like a coward, the zombie shoots him in the back when he's not Mm -hmm. looking, you know? Not a very, uh... Not a very powerful move. Um, (coughs) the lab workers learn that this right in Japan has also failed. Which, I think, by the way, was just the movie Ringu? (laughs) <laughs> now that I think about it, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what that was, because the monster looked like the girl from The Ring. Oh yeah. But in any case, uh, apparently that flops. So the American right is humanity's last hope. And so Thor, uh, Holden, who's the nerd, but also just an incredible football player, <laughs> and Dana, the virgin who slept with a university professor before the movie started. <laughs> uh they're like all right let's hightail it out of here so they all get in their rv um and then while they're driving they're like ah what a leisurely drive this is the people in the bunker are going bananas because they're like we forgot to collapse the tunnel that they used to get in here and so they're all calling each other and freaking out um but they do manage to collapse the tunnel in the nick of time um, and then there 's like a little moment where Kurt I mean Chris Hemsworth, I mean Thor <laughs> <laughs> is like, all right, guys, I've got my motorcycle, and it's time for me to have my moment.
1: I really believed in him.
0: I was curious because the beginning when they drive past the tunnel, you see the bird fly into the invisible wall mm. and you get like a hexagon shaped like a hexagon pattern of like a force field, basically, uh. and the hawk or whatever dies, yeah, I was wondering if you would remember that
1: no. Well, did not.
0: neither did Thor because <laughs> he got in his motorcycle and everyone was like man I can't wait for Thor to come back with the rest of Asgard but well, then he goes over the jump and then just slams into this um, force field and like clips it like 6-7 times on his way down it was oddly very satisfying to watch probably a bummer for him but in any case he dies um, and then Holden The sexy nerd and Dana, the promiscuous virgin, (laughs) are like, like, man, I think this whole thing is staged. You know, we're living in a lie. We're deceived by a lie. And so they get back in the RV. Um, Unfortunately, in the RV, there was a zombie. That's showbiz sometimes, you know, that's where they like to hang out. Uh, And it kills Holden, um, thereby causing the RV to crash in a lake. But Dana, using her super virgin powers, escapes uh, from the sinking RV. When this happens, all the lab employees are going crazy. They're like popping the champagne. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, you, you won the bet of what monster they were going to select in the basement. And it was like, oh my, everybody was going bananas. Um, and while that's happening on screen, Dana has gotten onto the dock, like the pier um next to their little cottage or whatever and one of the ghouls is there and he is just giving her a thrashing. Like Oh yeah. Like he's laying into her and they're like,
1: Woohoo,
0: man. Like I'm
1: surprised she could walk after this.
0: Yeah. I I'm impressed with her tenacity.
1: She was coughing blood.
0: Yeah. Not a good sign. In any case, um Marty your favorite and mine. Yeah. Turns out dragging, getting dragged off by a zombie, not enough to take this guy down. Um, he killed it with like a trowel or something, like a gardening tool. He dismembered <laughs> the zombie, <laughs> which, I mean, pretty sick, if I'm going to be honest with you. And then he takes her to a hidden elevator that he discovered. W- while he, she was getting mauled by zombies, he was just doing the plot of the movie. Like he yep. was like going on quests and stuff. Um. They get into this hidden elevator. They descend into the lab and discover that there's just like a million cubes full of monsters, which I think is also from a movie called The Cube or The Box or something that I saw a couple years ago. Um, I could be wrong about that though. It's been a while. Um, Dana is sort of looking at them and she's like, this one goes with this one. And she's pairing each monster with a different item that they found in the cellar. And so if they hadn't read the Necronomicon and instead play used the, the conch or whatever in Sermon, Mermaid Man, and Barnacle Boy, <laughs> they would have been fighting in Bikini Bottom instead. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she realizes that they kind of had to pick their own uh, fate. Uh, when they get down to the uh, end of the elevator shaft, they're cornered by security personnel. And the whole thing at this point is that they want to kill Marty before dana because she's the virgin so she has to survive to the end of the movie it's like literally the classic tropes where like you kill the war like the fighter the fool the whore uh some other guy the scholar i think i could be i don't remember and then the virgin at the end and the order is important well only in that the virgin's at the end and it doesn't matter if she survives or not um unfortunately for them she's the toughest virgin around And the pair of uh, her and the fool, uh, Marty, are able to um, beat the security personnel and release all the monsters out of their cubes. So it's playtime in the zoo. And they're wreaking havoc. They kill a ton of people. Um, They're sort of running around this underground compound. This
1: time the blood consistency wasn't great.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing that we meant I don't know if we mentioned this in the Midsummer one or not but the blood consistency was great because mm-hmm. prior to that when we had seen The Shining I mentioned to you the blood was like water Yeah and when I watched Evil Dead catch up you know and so Midsummer did a good job where it was like a little sticky kind of darkish reddish but it was the right consistency this one not so much
1: No it it, it gave water as yeah, well
0: They had paint rollers Yeah for every that's not easy you know i think the blood is one of the most important actors in a movie
1: but i think it made sense that it was horrible because it it was a comedy basically i I think so
0: too um dana and marty are running around and they find this like ancient sumerian temple or something underneath the uh, compound uh, where they meet sigourney weaver and she's like just got off the set of alien and she's like, guys, there's a big. This is a big deal. Where there's a human sacrifice ritual every year, to appease the ancient ones. Um, they're these sort of like subterranean old gods, kind of like um, a cosmic horror thing. Each region of the world has its own. And the American one involves the five archetypes um, that we mentioned earlier. And. Uh, yeah, so Gorny Weaver sort of urging Dana to kill Marty to complete the ritual. Dana's like, you can't break our friendship. You might be able to kill 70% of our group.
1: You will never break my spirit. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I felt like I was watching you on screen. <laughs> unbreakable Dana. Um, Dana's attacked by a werewolf. That was, I think, maybe a little bit Marty's fault. He totally saw that wolf.
1: Yeah, but to be fair, she was trying to kill him.
0: I mean... Yeah, but Werewolf, I feel like that's crossing a line. Um, Then Patience, who you'll remember from the Necronomicon, she's the the zombie lady. She just sort of pulls up uh, in the little alcove they're all in and kills Sigourney Weaver. Um, Marty ends up killing... uh, He pushes the zombie and Sigourney Weaver into this weird, like, little... Lava pit beneath them, and then they decide together, Dana and Marty, that is, that humanity's not worth saving, and so instead they share a joint as (laughs) the world ends. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the answer to all problems.
0: Yeah, they found they found it in uh, his coat pocket. Um, I wrote down a bunch of references that I think I caught. I've certainly missed a ton of them because a lot of them are just movies I haven't seen. But the title, Cabin in the Woods, is referring to Evil Dead, the cabin in the woods Mm. where it all takes place. Um, For monsters, I have a bunch here. I'm going to run through them quickly. There are facehuggers, which I think is from the movie Alien. There's a reptilicus, which I think is from the movie Reptilicus. A clown (laughs) (laughs) from the movie It. Uh, That guy who had razors through his skull. We didn't mention him because he's kind of a non, not really a plot point. Uh, But I think he's Pinhead from Hellraiser. Um, One of the cubes is a tree. Or no, sorry, on the board, it said Molesting Tree. Also something from Evil Dead. Deadites, also from Evil Dead. I only caught the Evil Dead ones, really.
1: (laughs) I wonder what your favorite movie is. (laughs) Uh,
0: At one point, they run into like a dragon bat, which I think is from Blade 2. They talk a lot about a merman because there's a conch and one of the guys really wants to see it which is probably the creature from The Black Lagoon. Redneck Torture Family, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Twins, which I think are from The Shining. Um, The Blob, from the movie The Blob. There's a killer plant, which I'm pretty sure is Audrey II from Little Shop of Horrors. And a giant woman, who I think is from the movie 50-foot-tall woman. Um, At one point, Jules is dancing in front of a fireplace. And I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be like the dance from the movie The Wicker Man which came out Mm. like 50 years ago, but it was really good.
1: What do you mean? It was not a reference to Krampus?
0: (laughs) It might have been a Krampus
1: reference too. (laughs) Uh,
0: Keep the fire alive. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. Uh, As we mentioned, reading that Latin aloud is the Necronomicon from Evil Dead. So is the cellar door with all the ghouls underground. One of the guys who's in the underground bunker watching everybody, his name is Truman, which I think is a reference to the Truman Show which isn't really horror, but it does kind of parallel what happens in this. Um, When they talk about Stockholm, I think they use a shot from the movie The Thing. Uh, The one when um, Kurt Russell and one other guy go, and they see there's a bunch of frozen blood in a guy's left hand. And then uh, at one point they all split up instead of sticking together and fighting the monsters, which is from Uh (laughs) 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 Scooby-Doo. And... My last one, which is more of a theory than anything else, is the ancient ones that they're talking about, who they're trying to appease. I'm pretty sure that's us, and the whole point of it is, like, we want to see the same... Well, I want (laughs) to see this horror movie every year, Mm. and if it breaks the tradition, then people trash on it, and they're like, wow, these movies suck. Uh, So I think the whole point of the movie is them making horror movies for, like, Hollywood,
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was a great ending, to be honest.
0: Yeah, you were not impressed.
1: Because, one, it felt like an easy solution to the story. Like, oh, everyone dies. Yeah. And then, second of all, I didn't think it made sense because, like, the researcher people were like, yeah, like, this girl has to be naked because that's what the people want to see. Yeah. And then only to find out that it's God's like why do gods would care about why would god care about that
0: well when i watch horror movies you know there's not much reason for why i would care about a lot of the things that happen in the movie but when i see like a slasher flick and it's the same thing as every other slasher flick where there's like a guy and a girl who are in an old car in the woods and they're yellow headlights And she's like, I think I heard something. And he's like, I'm going to go check it out. That tickles a part of my brain where I'm like, I just want to watch this movie 90 more times.
1: Yeah, but like, they could have done a Hunger Games type thing, like, where it's rich people watching Mm. it. I don't know. Like, the gods make no sense to me. Yeah. Maybe because I'm not a religious person, but I don't know.
0: I I thought that was like very much just us, like, outside of the movie world. Like, the underground is supposed to be like the film industry because there's one a year, which is usually. Mm horror movies this year was insidious the red door which is a great movie by the way i guess so um but yeah obviously that was just a a theory that i cooked up in terms of cast uh there was no funny names this time (laughs) I, i i looked try as i might and i didn't get any any uh overlap um except Two characters, the one who plays uh, the father of the Buckner family, the the ghouls that rise from the ground and try to kill everybody, and um, Matthew Buckner, who I think is just one of their siblings or something. Both of those actors' first name is Dan.
1: How funny.
0: (laughs) I'm starting to think I'm the only one who likes this game, (laughs) and you're tolerating it. (laughs) Um... L- you want to talk about the characters? Yep. Okay. Uh, Dana Polk, great name for a person. Uh, she's played by Christian Connolly, and she's the virgin in the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we talked about this a little bit uh, before we yeah. started recording, but the v- like one of the first lines when she's on screen is about how she slept with uh, one of her university professors. Mm-hmm. And they mention later where they're like, but she's not a virgin. And it's like, eh, you know, there's kind of a shrug and they're like you do what you got to do. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure what was the point of that. Like, so all the characters are not really. Yeah. Like, Marty is supposed to be the fool, but he discovers the whole plot and he's the most intelligent. Yeah. Then the um, Thor is supposed to be this alpha male type Mm -hmm. but he is a sociology major (laughs) and then dana's not virgin and jules is like supposed to be a whore but she doesn't want to do like she didn't want to have sex with her boyfriend it's just because she was drugged
0: and she acts like they poison her by giving her like blonde hair dye that makes her dumber and, like, injecting her full of pheromones to make her horny. But she's, like, just a pre-med college student. Mm-hmm. Like, s- like when she's not there, she doesn't really fit the archetype she's at all. She's
1: not even a real blonde, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't... What was the... Oh, and the nerd.
0: Jesse Williams. Yeah, he's a... Who plays a, Holden McCree.
1: He's a football player.
0: Yeah. But he's the scholar, because he has glasses. Yeah. I think that might be part of the... Like, if this is supposed to be every other horror movie that we've ever seen, where it's, like, they're kind of, like, no-name characters. Like, even for um, Evil Dead, there's, like, Scotty, Anna. Remember her name's Annie? Like, Linda. They're all very forgettable, except for Bruce Campbell, the main character, Ash. Everybody else is kind of just there to die, so he gets to be the
1: movie.
0: Um, So that felt very much...
1: Like, it doesn't matter who they are, really. Yeah. They just need to pretend They're an to image. Yeah.
0: You know? we got to watch Evil Dead at some point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you've basically seen it through this movie.
1: I want to <laughs> see uh, the movie where the characters are called Sonny and Connie.
0: That's Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Yeah, I want to
1: see that one.
0: Uh, I would love to show <laughs> you Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I like that, like, you've told me, from that you were like, oh, I like the depth of this movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, interesting themes. And now we're going dumber and dumber.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, like, now it's, like, very gimmicky in nature. And, like, not a ton of, like, big themes.
1: But see, like, I thought Krampus was gimmicky and cringe. Yeah. But this Cabin in the Woods, like, yes, it's a bit, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing really. It's not a masterpiece. But yeah. it was very funny and entertaining. It's easy to watch. Yeah.
0: Like, I could watch it again, probably. Yeah,
1: me too. Within
0: the next, like, two weeks. like if
1: <laughs> The bong joke still gets me.
0: Oh, my God. I That's got to be a real thing. Because <laughs> people would totally buy those. Could you imagine you're sitting in your poli sci class and <laughs> <laughs> someone takes out a <laughs> coffee cup and it extends. Like it goes
1: so hard. Nine <laughs> times. <laughs> Why as hard? would they arrest me? It's just a coffee cup.
0: Ah, it's a harmless <laughs> cup of coffee.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, Marty, he doesn't get poisoned because yeah. he smokes so much. Yeah. That he's immune to whatever they're trying to drug him with.
0: Yeah, he had, like, his own supply or something. Because they were like, he's uh, been immune to all these drugs we're trying to pump him full of. It was a, uh, I love his character.
1: Yeah, me too. He, I think it was the best. I think
0: so, too. Um, I <laughs> and,
1: like, Dan, Dan is like, oh, I'm sorry I'm trying to kill you. And he's like, oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs>
0: it's like, sorry I let the werewolf hit you. Uh, we missed one part of the um, of the plot because it wasn't written in the notes that I didn't take. <laughs> 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 um, when they show up, uh, Holden, the nerd jock, he has this like weird ghoul painting in his room and mm. he removes it and there's a one-way mirror.
1: Yeah.
0: Or is it a two-way mirror. It's one where you can only see through one way, like an interrogation room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it looks into... Um, Dana's. Dana. Dana? Dana. A's room. (laughs) (laughs) DNA. (laughs) And there's a weird, like, where he's like, oh, gross, women. And he's like, I should totally inform (laughs) her that this is not okay. And then he, like, double takes like three times (laughs) (laughs) before going to tell her. I don't know. I thought that was bizarre. And then they end up swapping rooms.
1: Yeah, at first I was like, Ew, weird behavior. But yeah. then he re- kind of redeemed himself by telling Dana that he was a creep. Yeah. I was like, okay. He well, was honest. Yeah, you're a creep, but at least you're an honest one.
0: Yeah. It's funny when, like, when we were watching it initially, I was like, that's super weird.
1: Yeah.
0: And then he kept looking back, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this guy is <laughs> leaning into it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he does have like a little mini redemption. Yeah. He's like, I wanted to spy on you, but I'm telling you to
1: And then Dana clear my conscience. also creeps on him, so.
0: Yeah, she starts cre- creeping on him, and then in very quickly it goes too far, and she covers <laughs> <Yeah>. him up.
1: <laughs> you think he did that on purpose? <laughs> like, <laughs> he was not taking his time to undress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: he was like, I put the painting back up to block the mirror. Lie. He did not do that. And then he gets back in the room. They both go back to their rooms. And immediately he's, like, ripping his yeah. shirt off. <laughs> he's like, I got to get naked ASAP. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was, a f- like, a nice little scene to kind of, like, build those two. Because uh-huh. otherwise there isn't much. Like, they sit in front of a fire a little bit. And they flame. Well, the they almost have sex. In front of the fire?
1: Yeah. So, like, it kind of reinforces mm. the idea that she's not a virgin.
0: Yeah, that is an r- interesting part of this. Is everybody is constantly l- lying about who they are? Yeah. Well, not lying, but like, there's the stereotype set to them, and mm-hmm. they just completely don't fit it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just shamelessly not a, not uh, not conducive to it. We're already running out of time. This is
1: this goes by so fast. It
0: flies quick with you. I'll tell you how much.
1: When you have fun, <laughs> you don't see time go by.
0: Um. But we still get to we have still the game to play, which is of course your favorite. (coughs) The budget of this movie was
1: like ten million.
0: This is not your week. Oh, the budget was thirty million. Shit. Yeah, think about all the blood and all the ghouls.
1: Yeah, but it's such a simple movie.
0: It is a pretty simple movie. Um, but that maybe that big CGI hand at the end cost a lot of money. Hmm it could be a big ha- it or was a big true, hand that's true that's true you know uh in any case it made 66.5 million wow,
1: good for uh, them.
0: yeah and it's uh was very well received if i'm not mistaken um yeah it has a 92% rating on rotten tomatoes averages about a 7.9 or 8 on um the site
1: that's better than average.
0: <coughs> That's b- well above average, I think. And even though movies generally nowadays I think are increasing in their ratings mm. d- like on average. Um, this is one of the few really good ones that I think is worthy of its score. Uh, next time... Oh, sorry. How many Rosalies on five do you give it? Um,
1: like at 3.5. It was good. I liked it, but like it's no okay. Midsommar, you know?
0: What did you give *Midsummer*? Like a four?
1: Four point five, I think. Okay. I really liked it.
0: Fair enough. I think this. Like
1: is it's better. I enjoyed it more than *The Shining*, but.
0: Yeah, you weren't t- too fond of *The Shining*, but I mean, you had already seen or read the book, rather. Yeah. Hmm.
1: How did you? How many columns out of five?
0: <laughs> I think this is four columns on five. Uh, I really liked all the references. Like, it didn't take itself seriously at all. Mm -hmm. And I find it's really easy to, like, fall in love with a horror movie that just is fucking around. Yeah. Like, if we ever do watch Evil Dead together, there's, like, I think the first one is, like, they wanted it to be a comedy, but it was also supposed to be serious. So their idea of a joke was, like, Ash, the main character, he bumps into, like, six different bookshelves. (laughs) Like, he just keeps (laughs) walking, and they always collapse on him every (laughs) single time, like, without fail. Um so I felt like it leaned into it pretty well and I liked a lot of the characters. The the writing I thought was not going to hold up as well as it did cuz some of the lines are it dates it a little bit. Um but it was still relatively good, I think. So, yeah, no, I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. Next time, you want to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I love that movie.
1: Oh, it's your favorite. It's
0: w- it's up there. Um, that's the redneck murder uh,
1: yeah for reference, reference Colin is a <laughs> English major yes and every story he writes <laughs> his characters are named Sonny and Connie
0: yeah or Anna or Julie uh, Leland yeah no I especially for that last semester literally every project <laughs> I had where I did anything creative I named my characters after Texas Chainsaw Massacre characters Um, so i'm a bit of a fan
1: so yeah i can't wait to watch it the expectations are high
0: you're gonna like it's very simple (laughs) (laughs) uh in any case that is we're well over time Mm. but it has been a pleasure to see you as always and we'll see if we have you back next week as a special guest but i'll try to pull some strings awesome all right have a great two weeks everybody bye-bye